0: Atheists claim they lack a belief in God, or more correctly, they lack faith in the God hypothesis. An empiricist would say the God hypothesis is redundant. A pragmatist might say God can be set aside without impacting operations. Unfortunately, these claims about God tend to be expressed as absolute statements, with no context or qualification. It might be more reasonable to claim one has no belief in God nor any need of the God hypothesis if we lived in a reality that was constructed from non-metaphysical entities. It has not been empirically established what sort of reality we live in. It is rather strange to say one does not believe in a God if we are talking about a carved image. Carved images of God are as real as secular statues made to honor sports heroes. But atheists often go beyond this to claim they have no beliefs. What do they even mean? Does the absence of belief include a lack of belief your favorite teams will never win a trophy? Do you believe they will win at least one game every season? Do atheists have faith in their partner? Do secularists believe in their children's love? One would assume every atheist believes two plus two is equal to four. We can be sure that every time 2 is added to 2, we will end up with 4. But atheists claim they have no belief, which means they do not believe their own claims. The faith in logical truths is absolute, if not, it would not constitute a logical truth. Logic is composed of absolute truths. So, even when an atheist claims he does not believe God is a proven entity, we have to ask what the context of his claim is what entity is he talking about? If the atheist was honest and made the claim that a person who thinks everything that exists, exists within a causal framework he would be making a positive claim and would be required to defend his or her position. If atheists claimed God was a category of thing that exists external to this paradigm, one could compliment him or her on the logic. We can agree with them when stated in this manner. Absolutes, even logical absolutes, are not compatible with a reality composed of relative truths. Atheists have a weird understanding of what faith is. Atheists believe that if a person believes in God, then he always believed, because belief cannot originate in the human mind by means of reason and experience alone. In their paradigm, no one can be an atheist and at some point, in the future, change their mind. Atheists believe atheists are incapable of changing their mind regarding the nature of the world and God. Of course, this contradicts common sense and their own hypothesis about how religion came about in the first place. If man evolved, he would have initially had no need for the God hypothesis. The existential problem for atheists is that they do not believe, belief is possible. If we truly believed God existed, we would have to be considered rational persons making a rational estimation of the evidence. But it is a proposition of atheism that there is no evidence. Therefore, belief cannot be evidence-based. But if there is no intellectual foundation for faith, no one can have faith or certainty about anything, without it being indicative of a mental problem. But is this not the problem of our day? a sense that nothing is real or certain and there are no immutable values? This is why atheists will make claims such as, no one believes in a god other than the one their parents believed in, because according to them, all belief is caused by parents brainwashing their innocent child or lesions in the brain. Indeed, the atheist worldview leaves us with only two options. Either the believer was brainwashed by a pair of evil parents into believing a superstition, or they or their ancestor at some point managed to break the cycle and rid themselves of the ancient superstitions. What cannot happen, in the atheist universe, is for a rational atheist to look at the evidence and conclude they were wrong. In fact, atheists claim there is no evidence and so there is no path to faith other than by brainwashing. Atheists, in other words, cannot be wrong and Christians cannot be right. Christians cannot even have a defense other than that they were brainwashed. Atheists have such a strong faith in their own opinion that it can be considered dogmatic in their brains, infallible. If going down the atheist rabbit hole seems to make us demigods, then we need to analyze what is really happening between atheist and Christian in these eternal debates. First of all, the atheist's conception of faith as caused by brainwashing is idiotic. The world is not so constructed that observing it precludes any possibility the observer might think a higher intelligence might be involved in forming the universe. Oddly, atheists can see an infinitely powerful alien race might have created our reality but cannot think God might have done the same thing. Faith, in their peculiar view of things, is a belief based on no evidence. But then it has to be more than this, if faith has no evidence it has to be acquired in the face of all of the countervailing evidence. Faith has to exist in spite of the preponderance of evidence making faith impossible. Yet, the existence of a physical world cannot be proven empirically. There is no known way of testing for reality. Every possible test assumes what it seeks to demonstrate, and ultimately every test comes down to nothing more sophisticated than banging on a table to demonstrate how real the table is. One cannot even prove gravity exists without assuming it does and testing for it, where one knows the phenomenon will be evidenced. We do not step off of a tall building infinitely distant from all objects with mass if we want to prove gravity exists. Proof of reality is an exercise in confirmation bias. Faith is stepping outside of the logic of circular reasoning that supports atheism. The very nature of belief indicates a particular position as regards evidence. But the depiction of faith as a null value position is due more to a failure to address the issues raised by faith in God than the inability of Christians to function in the real world. As we have mentioned, No one believes because they have eliminated rational thought and created an intellectual vacuum. It is one thing to argue that a sunset is not evidence that God exists. It is a totally different thing to say a sunset does not look like a lover of beauty created it. The weakness of the watchmaker proof is not that the universe does not look created. The weakness is that the world does not look like the mechanism of a watch. The atheist can claim his interpretation of the evidence leads him or her to a different conclusion. He or she cannot say Christians have no evidence. The evidence that convinces the atheist the believer is wrong is the same evidence that convinces Christians that atheists are wrong. The issue is the interpretation of the evidence, not the presence or absence of evidentiary markers. However, the intractability of the two positions comes down to the depth of the chasm between believer and non believer. It is not due simply to a difference of opinion on what the evidence is saying. The atheist assumes the believer is looking at a table and claiming it does not exist. In their reality, if we look at a human being and fail to see an animal, we are saying there are no human beings. A more educated secularist accepts Christian, and atheists are looking at the same object and evidence but see these things in different ways. Christians talk about putting on biblical glasses before looking at the evidence. This indicates bias, but is there a non-biased way of looking at evidence? But is different bias all there is to the different worldviews? Bias might be a sufficient explanation when we debate how a building came to be or a geographical formation developed but is bias sufficient to explain what divides believer from non-believer? Is something more fundamental going on? The question is, if belief just a position regarding the proposition God exists, or something more? Those who say they believe in God do not say they lack belief in metaphysics. Those who assert there is no credible evidence for God do not believe in miracles. We may not agree with what is said but what is said is not disjointed propositions with no consistency. Propositions about belief and doubt refer to two distinct worldviews. It's not that the believer believes in God. The believer believes in a worldview that includes God. Atheists cannot dispute the existence of God without dealing with the entire worldview of a Christian. The problem with thinking about worldviews is that it appears to contradict what we were taught about reality. The conventional way of understanding reality is that there is an infinite number of possible realities, or there is one reality with an infinite number of ways of cultures. But behind these interpretations is the unshakable confidence that something physically real exists. But if there is a physical reality, there ought to be better and worse opinions, reflecting their approximation to what exists. If there is no better, then worse is permitted. But what is the answer if what we are looking at is not two interpretations regarding the meaning of a sunset, but two unique and unreconcilable worldviews? There is only one answer to this question or one way to answer it, because the only thing we can believe in is logic. This means the answer is not up for debate. We cannot not believe in something that is logical to believe in. We cannot believe in something that betrays the rules of logic. We cannot believe in contradictions or inconsistencies. Therefore, ultimately, our search for truth and reality follows the course of logic. Which brings us back to how atheists view reality, because their view of reality is logically untenable. Too much attention has been paid to the imponderables, meaning the nature of the physical world. Too little has been paid to how our view about reality impacts how we live. It was mentioned that the vast majority of people think something real exists, even if they cannot be sure what reality is. When a person sees or hears something, there is something to see and hear. There is a reality that our senses, regardless how imperfect they do it, perceives. But is this conclusion based on anything more than an unprovable assumption that something real exists? As adults we find ourselves trying to fathom which interpretation is the right one. Which worldview makes the most sense? What we pay less attention to is the impact the different worldviews have on reality itself. If there is no absolute truth and no means to validate opinions how we adjudicate issues, How do we decide on a course of action if there is no right and no wrong? This is not just a moral or philosophical issue, it is a pragmatic one. There has to be some way of deciding between options other than throwing a dice. It's one thing to say all cultures are equal as ways to live, but there is only one Earth, and a lifeboat cannot be in two or more places at the same time. If a stone is just a stone, It has no value and there is no reason to fight over it. But if the stone is not an absolute, one person will say it is their stone and others may claim it ought to belong to all. If the only way we have to settle our differences is by the means physical reality give us, there will be war. When we consider gold, rivers, people, and money, the issue of who owns what, becomes more important this dollar may look like the dollars in use by everyone else, but this dollar is my dollar and no one but me can use it, at least until after I have spent it. The physical world tells us we must fight for what we want or regulate the fighting by means of law. But ultimately law is itself just an opinion expressed by agents who are able to force compliance on the rest of us, therefore also a cause for conflict. We live by the law, but whose law are we to live by? Because the law is as subjective as the reality is, of those who live under the law. We may claim an action is legal but not necessarily right, but we cannot prove it while under the law. Murder is not wrong under the law, it is illegal. What murder is, varies from state to state and from era to era within the same state. At one time, the serf was the property of the landowning lord and could be executed or punished with impunity as there was no higher court of appeal. Now serfs are called the people and have rights under the law. If there is no way to know what causes gravity or what it is, how do we decide if it is right to have an abortion or not? What is there for the secularists but law? Even so, who gets to decide under what conditions an abortion is legal? There are no conditions under which a secularist can decide what is right and wrong. If we can legalize abortion, euthanasia, bestiality then why not pedophilia? What exists to prevent it from becoming legalized? If you do not agree with the law, you can change it or you can ignore it and be a criminal, or you can rebel and protest and try and get it changed. But the one thing you cannot do is prove the law is not logical or moral or in contravention with any supposed right of man. Law has nothing to do with logic or morality. There is no logical basis for law. There is no moral basis for overturning the law. Indeed, if law was logical and if there were logical people to follow it, there would be no need for law. All that would be needed is logic. It is logical not to step in front of trains and no logical person wishes to. But not everyone is logical and so law is created for the unstable. The law does not stop the unstable or the criminal, however. If one is in such a condition that stepping in front of trains appears to be a reasonable thing to do, it is unlikely that the law will cause the person to reconsider. But the law does not exist for logical persons. Nor does it truly exist to contain evil. The law exists to guide the state. The law legitimizes the state in its response to those who challenge the social order. But it is a tacit confession that the way of the state is essentially random and at best, self-serving. The law is the result of the state having nothing to guide it but rules of its making. But the law is not something to be believed. The law is to be followed. In this sense it is an attempt by human beings to recreate the physical law within a social setting. The speed limit is akin to a physical law. It can be followed or not followed, and if followed can be followed in different ways and degrees. It is the state that attempts to manifest the physical world and how it operates. One can think of the state as a god of the flesh, trying to turn all of its subjects into physical satellites obedient to the law. This is why the law does not truly work. It tells us when we do wrong, but it cannot tell us when we are going right. It can tell us what not to do but it cannot tell us what we ought to believe. In the end all it does is turn us into automatons or part of a giant, unthinking machine called the state. We cannot believe in the law, but we can obey. To believe in something, we need other people we can only believe in people who believe in us. When we are called believers, what we are is people who believe in people who believe. This is the Church. Belief is a position we assume regarding believers. Atheists do not believe in people because there is no one to believe in them, that is why they resort to law. It is why they think the world is physical, Secularists lack faith in other human beings and others lack faith in them. For secularists, people are objects. As with all physical things people need law to govern and control them.